Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Out of the gates and ready to go. Hot Mike with Hutton Withrow underway on this Wednesday edition. Charlie Arnold, very special guest, Outkick Zone, joins us in 20 minutes. We've got Clay Travis, the Outkick founder, on today's show in hour number two. Hour three, Bernard Pollard, former NFL safety who always brings it. Just like he did on the gridiron, he joins us coming up in a couple of hours as we get you to 6 o'clock Eastern. Chad, good afternoon. Hutton, we have now hosted a show together for over 11 years. By well my well past that. By I think it's like 13. Yeah, 2012. Started yeah. 2012. That's right. Is when we started. So definitely over 11, close to 12 by my watch as I look at my watch right now. We also hosted without getting paid for 2011. That's true. Yeah. If you want to go back, that's a great memory, yeah. Hutton. I can't. We that. started a show where we were uh, indentured servants <laughs> and did not get paid for that show. Then we demanded to get paid. And at one point, even got yelled about something that we talked about in the show, to at which point we had to bring up to our boss that, you know, we're not getting paid to do this show, right? In your primetime slot. Um, but by my watch, we've done the show for almost 12 years. And from the start of the show, we've had this mantra of banging hats. Let's bang hats, right? That's sort of the show mantra. Full pad. And that is uh, full pad practice, full go, 11 v. 11, ones versus ones, good versus good, all of that, every single day. That is the show mantra. I am here to tell you that Bernard Pollard lives by that mantra as well. <laughs> this man bangs hats. He will bang hats again with us at 520 Eastern time today. I, for one, cannot wait. He is always a ton of fun. He does not lack opinions. That is going to be a great segment. They're all going to be good segments today, Hutton. Why? Because we bang hats. Yes, it's time for our top headlines of the day. Scorched Earth here on Hot Mike with Hutton and Withrow. Uh, Deion Sanders, not known for his tackling, not known for banging hats uh, and full pads, of course, uh, a great player, but he is certainly scorched earth on the NCAA. Whenever, Banging out pick sixes, though. Uh, yeah, oh, no doubt. Uh, and, and it doesn't shy away from a verbal confrontation whenever uh, he has the opportunity. He's pissed off for greatness uh, once again. He's blasting the NCAA because they have denied an automatic transfer for one of his top offensive linemen who tried to and has joined the Colorado football program, Tyler Brown is a two-time transfer who uh, is an All-American and they have not allowed Tyler Brown to immediately join the Buffalo's football program. So he's not going to be available for their matchup this weekend against TCU. And what must be cited, because this offseason, they adjusted the transfer uh, transfer rules where uh, you they've limited it to two transfers, which Brown now would exceed by going to Colorado. And after joining uh, Dion at Jackson State, now he's wanting to go play at Colorado, which would be his third football program. They don't allow more than two transfers. They limit you to that unless it is for a physical or mental health reason. And Brown has cited that he would be in a dark place without playing football. 
And Dion is primetime is saying to the NCAA, hey, you either say what you mean or you're pretending just to have this facade about mental health issues. So this will not be something that goes away quietly in the night uh, because of the mental health concerns, even though uh, Brown is a player that is transferring to follow the coach, not going to the program. That's just, clear. Just when you think that the NCAA is just going to go quietly into the night mm-hmm. and be quiet. They've been neutered by the Supreme Court. They've been neutered by conferences. They've been neutered by individual coaches and players at time. We get these little reminders that they're not completely dead. Arizona State decided to not go to postseason, not go to a bowl game this year. Why? Fear of the NCAA. Now the NCAA who says, we're all about the student-athlete. We want what's best for their well-being. We're about their collegiate experience, getting a degree, all of those things. Well, here you have a student-athlete citing mental illness that's transferring somewhere that didn't want to be somewhere else that now wants to play at a different school that has been admitted to that school and could attend school at that place and play football. What is the harm in this? What is the harm in just go ahead and rubber stamping it and saying, oh, he noted mental illness on there? Great. He doesn't want to play at this place. He wants to play at this one now for this coach. Okay, fine. Colorado's no factor in the, in the grand scheme of things. If it's going to be better for his mental health and it's what he wants to do, who's really losing out in this whole thing? Let's let him play. Instead, the NCAA says, here's our last stand, guys. Let's rally the well, troops and let's say no to this. We have to make a stand on something so this kid will not be allowed to transfer again. Sanders is saying uh, yesterday in his presser, it doesn't make sense. Some things just don't make sense. You say you really care about mental health, but when you have someone really dealing with mental health, there's a problem. Then ostracizing him, not allowing him to do what he's blessed and gifted to do, and the thing that presents him peace, that's trying for a young man. It's like, wow, do you really care, or are you just saying you care? Are you caring when it's convenient or when it's profitable? That's coming from Deion Sanders. He, Brown started his college career at Louisiana, formerly Louisiana Lafayette, then transferred to Jackson State and now has transferred to Colorado. And the other, really the, the issue I have with the, them denying it with immediate eligibility, Chad, is the timing of it. Tennessee went through this with the transfer from USC last year. It was right up until game week where you don't know whether or not the player is eligible or not. And they drag this on. when I don't know what they're doing assessing this issue during the offseason. When you've prepared your team, you've prepared your depth charts, even Nick Saban has, and going in, we're now on Wednesday of game week, and this is a headline. It's here. I mean, it's I go time. I don't understand why it's, it, why it's so late notice from the NCAA for the player. If it's really about the quote-unquote student athlete, that, I, mean, I don't know why they take their sweet time with it and drag it out. I'm sure they're going to give some BS about it. With whatever oh, answer it is. We've got so many other players to get through and this and that, and we're short-staffed, and we're poor, and uh, we're getting money taken away from us, and this investigation costs so much money, and whatever. Uh, Allie in the YouTube chat says, getting a waiver for mental health happens all the time. There's definitely more to this story on why they didn't give this kid his. I, I don't doubt that. Maybe there is. This is where I'd like a little more transparency. Also, if you're just going to blanket say no on the waiver, I'd like to know the specific reasons why this mental health waiver doesn't get granted. If there is more that you know about it, if you're the NCAA, 
I'm fine with them saying more about it. If you remember, Michigan got pissed off because the NCAA in a release said, hey, this isn't just about not or paying for a kid's hamburger about Michigan. It's about this. And Michigan said they're saying, wait a minute, you told us not to speak on this case. And now you're speaking about specifics right. of this case. So now you need to pipe down until everything is done. And that caused some animosity. That's one where the NCAA probably overstepped. If they wanted to release a statement on exactly why this kid is being denied the waiver and not just a no and why, because we told you so, I'm all for that level of transparency. This is where they should speak. If there's something more going well, on that they know about, this is where they Brown, should speak on why they're saying no. Brown has uh, he put out his statement on his Instagram page. I mean, he mentions he's not going to be able to play with his brothers for the 23-24 football season. Hurts more than anything. Um, and I'll skip through this. It's lengthy. My mental health appeal wasn't made up just to justify me coming to Colorado to play. I've struggled with my mental health my entire life. I've been going to therapy. I'm on antidepressants as well as anxiety medication since I was 18 years old. It's, it's nothing I'm ashamed of or hide from. The NCAA stated to our compliance office that since I wasn't struggling to get out of bed, that my mental health case wasn't serious enough. Depression isn't something that just goes away. There are some days it's hard for me to get out of bed and be productive. There are some days I don't even want to leave my apartment and I want to isolate. Football has always been my largest tool in helping me through my struggles and not having that hurts. Uh, there's more with his statement, but he's at least giving some clarity from at least his end of it. It's just bizarre that it took this long and there's no clarity from the NCAA, Chad, as you mentioned. Trey Lance also has talked with the media. He says he's looking forward to a fresh start of sorts um, and joining the Dallas Cowboys and being traded from San Francisco, working with Mike McCarthy this week, trying to get up to speed. And he's looking forward to learning everything from Dak Prescott, who reached out to him last year whenever Lance suffered his, his ankle injury because Dak went, went through something similar. And here's an opportunity for Lance to revitalize what is a a short stint eight games is what he has started in the national football league and now he heads to the dallas cowboys with a chance to this year behind the scenes regroup it was uh steve young who replaced montana he was traded to san francisco and didn't become steve young until he was 29 is it this version or is it the long list of busts that we've seen throughout the National Football League in, in regards to high quarterback selections? It's a good point about Steve Young. I mean, there's definitely a chance that Trey Lance is the guy that people projected him to be. They just didn't know that he wasn't going to be it for four or five years. Right. right? That, there's a scenario where that's the case. For all the reasons you mentioned, the lack of experience in high school and college, uh, the more likely outcome to this is that he's a huge bust and he's a backup for a couple of years. And then we don't really hear from Trey Lance again, but it, it's on him now to make that determination about what's going to happen next. How, how good of a teammate is he? How good of a, of a quick study is he in this offense and under Dak Prescott? Those questions remain to be seen, but if he can do the job and get better while backing up a, a good, really good quarterback in Dak Prescott, 
maybe there is hope for Trey Lance. And certainly new scenery can help anyone get to better things. So I know that's what he's hoping. It's what the Cowboys are hoping. Yeah, and we won't hear much from him because he will remain the third string for a while. Cooper Rush, the backup to Dak Prescott moving forward. And it's also good, I think, for him that he's gonna. we're not going to hear much from him. Yeah, although Dak Prescott's known for getting injured. Played yep. just 12 games a year ago. Still was tied and to the lead happens, in interceptions. We'll hear a lot more from yes, him. Yes, we will. We heard a lot from Cooper Rush a year ago. No doubt. We should hear more regarding Michael Orr and the claims that the Tui family um, tricked him into signing a document that he felt like was making him uh, uh, adopted into the Tui family, um, not just uh, a document that made them the conservators of their uh, of his finances and his name, image, and likeness during the, the blind side and everything else that, that came with it. They have filed uh, three subpoenas, his attorney, Michael Orr as well, uh, on behalf of Orr, three subpoenas in Shelby County here in Tennessee asking for financial records, uh, among, uh, among them uh, school records, uh, CAA, the agency, and the uh, production company through um, the blind side. So, Chad, as we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, this should be settled quickly based on those records and what was received by the twoies. So am I to take this as, this is my assumption when I saw what he's subpoenaing, what he's putting the subpoenas out for now, is that the twoies presented their financials and they've talked about it publicly since then and said, yeah, we all got the same amount, $100,000 or so. In fact, we paid the taxes on Michael's cut of it and here's our, our, our financial records that states exactly that. So Michael Orr got something back that he didn't necessarily like, that did, wasn't in line with what he thought. So now the thinking is, well, did the Memphis City School System get something for the rights to the movie? Did the, the nonprofit, did the production company give something out to someone else? Where is the money going? And I think the likely answer is exactly what Michael Lewis, the author of the book, said. Said, look, he's got a right to be mad, but if he wants to be mad about financials, be mad at the Hollywood film industry yeah. and how rights to books and other works of, of, of fiction or nonfiction are divvied out to the people who created that work. So I think that's probably where this is headed. And it seems now like Michael Orr is going down a different trail to try to get more information because the first batch of information is not in line with what he's claiming. Chad, coming up tomorrow night, we've got college football. Florida and Utah. The Gators on the road, and the line has moved at DraftKings Sportsbook. It was six and a half with the Utes being favored here. But since then, it's been reported and expected that Cam Rising is not going to play in this game. Their backup, the, the main backup throughout camp, has been a redshirt freshman in Brandon Rose. He's also injured, which happened recently in practice. So their third option in this is Bryson Barnes, a junior who has started some games, uh, excuse me, played in some games, replaced Rising in 2021 during the Rose Bowl. Uh, but he comes in to take on the Gators at home, and the line has dropped to four and a half, a two-point swing based on the Rising news. You can take advantage of this with the Gators, who were not predicted to win a year ago. Head over to DraftKings Sportsbook. It's the perfect moment. If you're a first-time user at DraftKings Sportsbook, the exclusive deal is just for you. Begin by depositing as little as $5 into your sportsbook account. Make sure your first bet of $5 or more on any game uh, is that it, in, it, exactly $5 or more. And, and here's the kicker. Not only do you get the cash winnings for your bet, but you also 
instantly pocket $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. Those bonus bets, they roll in as eight separate $25 bonus bets, so you got plenty of chances to up your game. Terms and conditions apply. 21 or over in a legal betting state. Gambling problem, 1-800-GAMBLER. Outkick.com slash bet is where you go for this. Outkick.com slash bet. Outkick, your one-stop shop for betting content. Hutton, I'm on the app right now. I am loading up Gators' money line with a third-string quarterback going for Utah. I'm surprised this thing hasn't already shifted to Florida as the favorite in this game, and me, I think it might eventually do that by kickoff. Let me propose. If, if Florida goes on the road and loses to their third-string quarterback, Billy Napier, who I don't think is really – out after this year but it's not if you lose it's how you lose and this would not be pretty for him to get things jump started based on the schedule that's upcoming with the balls on the horizon look i think at kentucky and tennessee at home already looks daunting for florida looks a lot more daunting if you lose to a third string quarterback in week one at utah even though the utes are still currently the favorite he has completed 37 career passes Four touchdown passes, two Same as Trey Lance, I think. Yeah, exact maybe. same career stats. Maybe more. Who knows? Coming up, very special guest. Outkick's own Charlie Arnold joins us here on Hot Mike with Honey Withrow across the Outkick Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coming up in an hour, Clay Travis will join us here on Hot Mike with Honey Withrow across the Outkick Network. We've got Florida and Utah coming up tomorrow night. Chad, you glued to that? You have softball? Florida, or? Utah. I, I can't wait to watch this game. Thank God. No softball, Good. Hutton. All of Labor Day weekend. My softball duties were over last night. They will not resume until a practice, I think, next Tuesday. Do you? So I got all Labor Day weekend to watch football. I, I'm glued in on that. And I'm, I'm back and forth between Florida, Utah, Nebraska, Minnesota. My wife Angie from Nebraska, a big Husker fan, one TV will be stuck on Nebraska the whole time. I will be going back and forth between different floors. Uh, only two floors in my house. I'm not Clay Travis. I don't have six. But I will be going back from the second to the first you're floor not, to watch you're both not games. You're taking an elevator to get to There's that There's no room. elevator. Got you. Yeah, no escalator either. <laughs> Donald Trump style going up yeah. to the Trump Tower. Uh, like at Clay's house. But I, I'll be going back and forth between those two games for sure. Uh, Eric Gilbert caught on a video. Speaking of the Huskers. Yeah, breaking in to a vape shop in what looks to be a liquor store. Um, so he's, tran- speaking of transfers, formerly of a Georgia Bulldog and LSU Tiger, now at Nebraska. And Chad, he's just destroying, and you'll see in a moment on the video, gets into the vape shop. And just tears apart the place. It's very odd. You said yesterday, like you you pick Nebraska, um, and you uh, on the spread, and you're like, ah, I'm not so sure anymore, but I'm gonna go ahead and do it anyway. Yeah, he's got a t-shirt covering his face. There's cops waiting on him. Uh, looks like by the time he ge- he gets done, he is uh, robbing some things. He's destroying other things. Look, it, it looks like someone who's an extremely uh, troubled person. Yes. Um, I mean, my first thought is I think the it was sixteen hundred and some dollars worth of damage that I think was done total, and I'm thinking 
you know, how hard is it not to go by yourself and rob a vape shop? And also, NIL exists now, and I think Nebraska is a pretty big player in NIL. You couldn't get $1,600 just by playing football. I don't think money's an issue now in college football at big-time levels. So this seems to strike me more as a kid that's been to multiple places uh, for good reason because he's having some difficulties. And that when I watch that video, that's the first thing that I think. I'm like, this guy's not right, and I hope he gets help that he needs. And I'm not sure that being a part of a football program, there's times where being a part of a football program will help someone and you need to hold on to them so you can oversee everything they're doing and, and give them some structure. There's other times where they may need something bigger than football and well, legitimate help, and that may be where Eric Gilbert is. I don't know. I, I, I've not heard the motive behind this. I'm not sure what all is going on. So, But this ties in uh, to what Deion Sanders is blasting the NCAA over uh, with Tyler Brown. Offensive lineman, offensive guard who's denied immediate eligibility. Uh, in this case, you've got uh, Eric Gilbert who's also waiting on this because he's been at Georgia, then LSU, and now at Nebraska. Um, if if he's citing mental health, I mean, this is the example of it, but he doesn't need to be playing on Saturdays. He needs more help than that based on what's going on off the field for him. He's troubled. Yeah, he's troubled, and that video shows that for sure. Really sad to watch it. Um, not feeling as great about my Nebraska pick after something like that. But I think Matt Rule, who, by the way, immediately fired, I think it was a tight ends coach who got a DUI uh, during fall camp and replaced him with uh, a graduate assistant that was on staff. So Matt Rule's probably going to treat uh, disciplinary things a little bit different. I would expect uh, something really bad happening to Eric Gilbert here. Well, and, and Matt Rule has said, um, and he was forthcoming, he said, hey, we're going to help him through some of his issues he's dealing with in his life. Uh, we've been really proud of the job he had done in the spring and the summer, but to be honest, during camp, he said he's had some struggles. He's working to overcome them. So there's something behind the scenes that you're right. Rule's not going to just let him back onto the field immediately uh, if the NCAA does, but there's no reason they should until they assess this and what's going on. Yep. Charlie Arnold, very special guest to Hot Mike Without and Withrow. Outkick is where you can find her. Outkick on Fox, a, a big success this past Sunday night. Charlie, welcome. Thank you. You have a, a very special and very sweaty Charlie Arnold because I was just locked outside of my building for the past 15 minutes. How, how did this occur? Okay, so we have a rooftop on my building that is just now like getting furnished. So it's more usable. It was more of just kind of like um, a bare rooftop for a bit with like all of the pipes and the this and that. So I was going to go check it out with my dog. And I went up there just to see what the progress was. And I just went me and my dog thinking that once I went up, I would be able to come down. Well, no, it locks you out. Like they haven't done the double lock mechanism now where you can get in and out. So yeah. I was just stuck out there and was waiting and waiting. And finally a construction worker or one of the building uh, attendants came up and saved me. This sounds like my hell being locked out in the heat uh, with no, it's nothing like, to save you like from the, the sun. It's and like the, the hangover. And the, yeah. It's, it's the plot from the hangover when they put them on the mattress on the roof and that's, where they had to find their buddy in the Vegas heat. Yeah, well, it, it kind of reminds me of the um, the poor drivers who were stuck in Nevada for hours because of the protesters, the climate protesters on their way to Burning Man. So, 
You're kindred spirits. <laughs> you and those drivers. Except I'm not going to Burning Man, which is, is which is a yeah. good thing because I don't. Well, thanks for the hustle to come back and yeah. join us on the show. Is there Super. a lot of sweat at Burning Man? Also, I, I picture Burning Man being a very sweaty experience. So honestly, I've never been. I always told myself that I was going to go just for the experience because I feel yeah. like there's certain things in life where you go just to say you've gone right. I have friends who have gone to Burning Man. I have all different types of friends, and there are diff- many different experiences you can have at Burning Man. So it depends how much money you have, how much you want to spend. One way of doing it is the ultra posh lugs lux experience where you have, you know, an RV and you've got a full-time chef on hand. You've got your own DJ on your campsite. Like that actually exists. There are camps that exist like that. Then there's the others who, you know, probably more just like the rest of us who pitch a tent and they've got their little bicycle to get around. And then they've got their stash of whatever food they decide to bring. But also, Burning Man is based on the barter system. There's no money, no money exchanged at all throughout Burning Man. So you could technically, and there's also a rule you can't turn anyone away, like it's kind of a community type feel. Uh, I don't know how much it's totally upheld, but you could technically, if you're one of like the poor people, go to one of the rich sites and be like, hey, can I get some of your delicious grilled steak? And, you know, in theory, they would probably, you know, if they abide by the rules, they would say yes. To, to me, this leads to prostitution. All across it's, the Burning oh, Man. Like, I, I feel like oh. that's that's got to be the assumption, right? Hey, I, I don't have, have any money, it. but uh, what, what do you want for a spot in this yeah. tent oh, over what here? What do you want for this filet? Yes. <laughs> oh, for sure. And I'm sure that a lot of the, like, more nicely run camps probably are run by men, right? They're probably, they probably oh, yeah. have girls included. But I'm sure if a, an attractive woman approached and said, hey, can I join you for dinner or can I you know, have a drink or who knows what other substances a lot of these people are taking part in. I'm sure there's an arrangement that can be worked out in more ways than one. Please, Charlie, at some point, go to one of the posh spots at Burning Man and just file a report for OutKick. Yeah. We can watch it on the, the OutKick show on Fox News, but I, I think a man on the street segment at Burning Man, but also just a full video documentary of your experience at Burning Man. Some of these like really hot music festivals sound like absolute hell to me, but oh, if yeah. you gave me the option to go into an RV and just sit in the AC for 20 minutes at a time to get a little bit of AC and go back to it, I'd love it. Yeah, well, especially also because in Burning Man, it's in the middle of the desert. There's tons of dust storms. So, like, if the wind starts acting up, the dust apparently just flies, and and you're disgustingly sweaty, and it sticks to you. You stink. I mean, and there are no – I actually, I don't know that for a fact. I don't know if there's, like, a a shower area, but um, obviously, if you have one of the private – RVs or setups, you have your own showers, but, um, I should, you know what that should be next year. I should ask for, uh, outkick to send me to burning man for, of course, educational purposes only to come back and report. And, um, then I'll have more for you. You can use the bus that clay used for outkick the tailgate a couple of years ago. That thing's probably just sitting around rotting in a shop somewhere right now. Just take that out to the desert. Yeah. Last time, last time we saw it, it, had a flat tire on the side of the interstate. Yeah, they had to tow it. Led to some funny posts from people. They had to tow it to the. Um, it was in Charlotte, I think, is where it was. It, based. Yeah, it was based in Charlotte. I think we were in College Station that weekend. Yeah, that's that's. Oh, they, wow. they towed the bus for the backdrop all the way to College Station because of the tire issue. Yeah. That's a story. So you could get that at Burning Man. Yeah, that sounds, yeah, so college football is here, Charlie, which gets yeah. people thinking about tailgates, uh, uh, you know, mm-hmm. b- without a doubt. What is the best tailgate food? I know David Hookstead wrote a big opinion piece and advice for people on what they should and should not do at a tailgate. 
If you th- if I say tailgate, what is the word association food that you immediately think about with the tailgate? Hamburgers and hot dogs, cheeseburgers specifically. Yeah. I'm, I'm all about I'm all about the grill. Because here's the thing. I think a lot of people um they don't well, there's two, there's two ways of thinking. One is there are the people that just do all of these chips and dips and little types of sides without the main entrees, which that doesn't do it for me. Like I want to eat something of substance and then also have like my little snacks on the side. Now there's also the other alternative that could occur. And I've actually had this happen when men are in charge of the tailgate and that's where they get, they buy a bunch of meat, but then they have no side dishes. And I'm like, did no one think that we would want like anything with this? We just want to eat like the hot dog and that's it. And like, you know, so I, I feel like there's some planning that needs to go in. You have to have the whole spread. You have to do the main, the entrees, the meats, the protein, but then you also should do the chips and dip. I would say you could do some potato salad, something like that. You could do a pasta salad. Pasta um, salad there, should def- good. there should definitely be a dessert of some kind because also I cannot be satisfied at the end of a meal if there's nothing sweet. Um, so like Rice Krispie treats, you could do, like I said, cookies, um, cupcakes, you know, like maybe get very festive, like decorate the cupcakes according to which team you're rooting for. Um, but you got, and then of course drinks, you can't forget beer, right? Beer has to be involved. I was going to say beer is the, beer is the entree and the sides are the <laughs> burgers or, or uh, you didn't mention wings. Are you not big on wings? No, I'm huge on wings. My only thing is I don't like cold wings. Like I like fresh hot wings. So if there's a way of like putting those on the grill and making them on the spot. But if you're just getting them from, let's say like a Publix or something like that, and then bringing them mm, probably would pass. I'd rather have just like a cheeseburger or a hot dog on the grill. Yeah, so much is logistics and not just yes. logistics of where your tailgate's located, logistics of hand to mouth and ease of cleanup and everything else. Chicken wings yes. at a tailgate outside are not appetizing to me. Chicken wings while I'm at home watching the game sounds great with the dip and everything else, blue cheese, ranch, whatever you prefer. I like that, but at a tailgate, not as good. And you bring up a great point about men versus women and their plates yep. at a tailgate. If you look at every man at a tailgate, he has hamburger, hot dog, baked beans. That's the plate that he's going to have. The woman, women will have like a little portion of every single thing that uh, it's at that tailgate. And I'm convinced is at every tailgate around them. I feel like women get every side dish from every tailgate within a hundred yes. yards of them. That's how advanced their plate looks every time, Charlie. Well, it's kind of a pitching method, right? You, you organize, you get everyone on board. What are you bringing? What are you bringing? What should I bring? So there's no repeats because that's the worst is when everyone brings the same thing. And you just have 18 different varieties of pasta salads. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a coordinated effort. But like you said, with the wings, good point, because also speaking to women, we have our makeup done, you know, and for some of the really hardcore fans, they maybe have face paint on. So eating wings might be a little bit of an issue if you've got stuff going on. Chad, maybe the first ever tailgate for volleyball is happening in Nebraska. Ninety thousand. Wow. 90,000 people attending a volleyball day. There's kind of volleyball day at Nebraska. I don't know how many games are taking place. I don't even know who Nebraska is playing, but they've got 90,000 fans going to Memorial Stadium in Lincoln, Nebraska for women's volleyball. This is really cool. I mean, the Nebraska is able to pull this off. I know volleyball is huge in that state and with that university, but uh, a big moment for women's sports, Charlie. Yeah, I think this is awesome. I mean, it it reminds me of 
like they have the big beach volleyball tournament on Manhattan beach and they just get tons of people coming out to watch that volleyball is such a fun sport to watch. And obviously uh, it being such a big sport in the state, I think that's amazing. Uh, I think that anything you can do to get people to come together and have a good time to support women's sports, I'm all about. Um, but I was a volleyball player, so I'm especially on board with this. And just a little aside, the volleyball tournaments, we would also have quite the spread in between games. Nice. Like we would eat between each game, like we've never eaten before. So, you know, and you're playing like four or five games a day in those tournaments. So there was a a lot of calories being consumed. The beauty of competitive athletics is when you can eat as much oh, and whatever and you want and not yeah. worry about gaining an ounce because you're expending so much throughout the Those day. Those were the days. Hey, uh, keep the keys with you. Go through doors that have a, a uh, an ability to open from the other side, and we'll catch up with you next week. Thank you so much for the stage advice. I will keep yes. all of those points in mind. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks, Charlie, Charlie Arnold, uh, Outkick host. Uh, new show coming your way next month. Uh, early September for Charlie. Looking forward to that. Plus, uh, congrats on the Outkick um, on Fox. Yeah, Outkick on Fox Sunday night at ten o'clock Eastern, nine o'clock Central. Coming up, primary complaint, and then news with Joe Burrow, Bailey Zappi. What's going on with Mac Jones in New England? A lot of NFL headlines. Stay with us. Top my with Hutton Withrow across the Outkick Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sixth and Peabody, our location with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. They're putting up some of the, uh, the fall merch and fall flavors, Chad, out there. Soon it'll be your eggnog just around the corner. I, for the first time of the season, Hutton, I say the season, half-joking. Tis the season. I had pumpkin spice. Oh, no. Yesterday, I did. What is today? This was August 29th. With your latte? August 29th, I, I caved, oh. and I got a pumpkin spice, iced pumpkin spice latte yesterday. And there is something about that flavor when it hits. It just tastes like football. It tastes like football every time. <laughs> Two things... <laughs> that will get me going for football season. Pumpkin spice lattes and the the first sip, usually in the morning, of some sort of bourbon or Tennessee-based whiskey and cola. Okay. Like if you have, if I, and I don't ever drink those anymore, but if I had like a Coke, a, a Jack and Coke, or any whiskey, George like Dickel and Coke. Like football. If I taste any of that, I'm like, man, damn, I'm, I'm, it's 2002, <laughs> and I'm getting ready for Tennessee LSU at night at Neyland. That's that the immediate thought me. that I have. <laughs> Hutton has to vomit out gold flakes yes. for him to feel like football season. Hot by with Hutton Whitrow across the Outkick Network. Uh, our goal uh, to get you to 6 o'clock Eastern uh, and get you through your work day. There was, uh, our goal, too. You brought up Goldschlager. There was a the latest season of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, one of the greatest comedies of our time. They had a thing about you know premium products, and they were trying to come up with a premium brand. Yeah. And they were put, <laughs> at the bar posing the question. And when you think premium liquor, what's the first thing that comes to mind? And everyone in unison said, Goldschlager. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's got gold in the drink, so it's premium. I think your uh, pumpkin spice we latte by that uh, for football season, uh, you need to go glamp with Charlie at uh, Burning Man. I could do that. Um, I, don't know how would, I don't know how I would do with the barter system. Yes. I think Charlie would do better. Well, you would the be bartering. grilling the fillets, though. I, I wouldn't eat. Like I would just starve. <laughs> Charlie would get anything that she wanted with the barter system or just asking, and guys would probably hand it over to her. Yeah. She'd get the fillet for free. I would starve. No one would hand me a thing if I was walking around asking. Hey, I've got these two Kleenexes and, and two, two things of chapstick. Would you like to trade? Can you trade me something to that eat? That is something that Chad always has is chapstick. Anyone can always. I've got a buddy who um, uh, will always. I've usually got a spare one. And every time around, he's like, <laughs> Withrow, chapstick, please. He'll just make the little hand signal for chapstick, knowing I have it. And I'll Are you it to cool him. with uh, other people using your chapstick? I'm cool with this guy using my chapstick. Uh-huh. I wouldn't be cool with any stranger. It's not me. I'd, I'd let you who use my chapstick. Room? Is it Dylan? Is it Davey? I wouldn't let Davey use my chapstick. <laughs> I'd probably be okay with Albanese. There's a rating system. I don't know about Dylan. Dylan's 50-50 yeah. on a chapstick. Um, Tyler, yes. Brooke, yes. Hutton, yes. Davey, no. No. I can imagine uh, that really pisses Davey off. He's pissed off for greatness. I don't think Davey cares. <laughs> it's time to air our top grievance of the week. It is time for primary complaint. And our start. Guys, my primary complaint this week. Parking garages, and not the simple concept of that, just the idea that as I feel like we've grown into a bigger car, I'm driving an SUV, I'm driving a, an Explorer, Chad's got a boat now, that's what I refer to <laughs> as with his new truck. Boats come, so I got the truck now, boat's yeah. going to come next month. Um, while, and, and Chad can relate to this now, he, was, he goes from car to truck, there are no parking garages that are made with parking spaces available for the size car that America is now driving. Uh, even with my mid-size SUV, it's difficult to find a spot because the boat slash truck that's parked in the spot next to mine is not able to stay within the lines that are painted because apparently they think everyone now has some electric car and it's just not that simple. Um, I want to get back to the day where we downsize the amount of cars that could be in a garage and actually allow the cars that are in that garage to park without blocking someone in. Or, I mean, God forbid we have a parking space where I can open the door without having to shimmy my way out and end up with crap all over me instead of denting the door next to mine. That's my primary complaint. Hutton, I will never park my boat next to your car this this i vow to you have I'm you had give this you as issue much this problem oh of course I, I should go out there right now and take a picture of how snug i am i'm perfectly in the middle of the space in our downtown nashville lot yeah and i mean there is an inch and a half on either side yeah of now, my truck and that's just perfectly but in, the in the garage once you're parked you can't back out because there's going to be another car behind you oh no and, and you, you the size of your truck, you're not going to be able to back I'm out. I'm not looking forward to parking garage day with the uh, with the truck. That's for sure. I, I like to park outdoors right now when when at all possible. Outdoorsman. Yeah, man. I'm a real pickup outdoorsman. Man. I'm basically a pickup man. Chad Withrow. I bought a truck and I'm basically Taylor Sheridan now. <laughs> I'm about to write the Yellowstone sequel, and this one will not involve Matthew McConaughey, but it will involve <laughs> Sam Elliott back from the dead. Spoiler alert for 1883. My primary complaint goes to some woman who wrote a book. I'm not going to promote this book that she wrote because, quite frankly, it sounds terrible. Uh, It's someone who wrote, was a staff writer, on the popular 
90s, early aughts sitcom. You may have heard of it by the name of Friends on NBC. It was a slightly popular and successful show. This woman wrote a book, and I got this uh, a tweet from, or an X post, I should say, from Entertainment Weekly, quoting her in the book, where she is complaining about the cast members of Friends not liking her jokes and deliberately tanking her jokes. Here's the quote. They all knew how to get a laugh, but if they didn't like a joke, they seemed to deliberately tank it, knowing we'd just rewrite it. Dozens of good jokes would get thrown out just because one of them had mumbled the line through a mouthful of bacon when they were reading it. Everyone would sit around Monica and Chandler's apartment to discuss the script. This was the actor's first opportunity to voice their opinions, which they did vociferously. Here's my issue with this woman, okay? It is your job to write. These jokes are not the most mind-blowing jokes of all time. You could probably write a joke that you gave Chandler seven different ways. And if Chandler, played by Matthew Perry, doesn't like the first joke that you, that you wrote for him, write another one. And you know who also may know the character of Chandler better than anyone else, better than you even, is Chandler, Matthew Perry. That show was wildly successful. The finished product was good. Why are you complaining about the process? Maybe your joke sucked. Maybe they knew it. Because whatever we saw on Thursday nights on NBC was hilarious. So good job writing the show with the finished product. And thank you to the cast members who helped you through that process of finding the jokes that actually worked. This is my primary complaint. Do not buy or read this book. Thank you. Interesting. I, have you ever gone back and watched Friends without a laugh track? I think if you do that with any sitcom, it's horrible. It, it would tank it. One of the things, uh, I don't know if you ever saw this. I wanted to point out that this is not true, but it would always go around on social media saying, yeah, most laugh tracks were filmed in the 50s. So whenever you listen to that, you're listening to the people that are all now dead. So, but that's not true. So that's, I'm, I'm putting that one down. They have uh, new laugh tracks now. Yeah, they, yeah. they continued. Now there are a lot, it up. there are a lot that were used in the eighties that I believe they still kind of carry over. But they will freshen it up for different things. But yeah, uh, the, the 90s were the best time in sitcoms. I mean, you got Seinfeld, Friends, Everybody Loves Raymond. Frasier's uh, coming back this fall. Pass, I'm serious. On Paramount pass. Plus, they're bringing Frasier back with Kelsey Grammer it, as I mean, a sitcom. And the dad, like, he's got to be gone by this I point, think, right? Uh, well, I, I think I read where David Hyde Pierce isn't on the show. And I'm thinking, that's a dude who won every Emmy when he was on the show for Best Supporting Actor. How can you have a Frasier without him on the show? That'd be rough. I don't know. I might check it out. But guys, my primary complaint this week is being sold a membership to a place that I am already a member. Uh, around this time last week, I was sitting in this chair. My phone rang, did not uh, recognize uh, the phone number. And then after a segment, I checked my voicemail. And they're like, hey, we're just calling uh, to see if you'd like to buy a, a gym membership. And I'm like, well, seeing as I was literally in there three days ago and have been a member for multiple years now, I think I'm going to pass. I don't know how they don't have this in their system. Now, again, uh, I've, I've had issues with this gym. Like they can't even alert me if they're going to close down. But the fact that I am already a paying customer and then you solicit me to give you money for something that I'm already paying for just doesn't bode well with me. And that's my primary complaint. Yeah. I don't know why they're, uh, well, they're just going through the, the the email bank or the phone bank, right? They're not actually... Yeah, it had to be some new guy that's not sure what he's doing, and he's just blowing up anyone and everyone, and I just happened to be the un, one of the unlucky people that received a phone call. 
I get a call from the same number twice a day, every day. Really? Same, same town. Block the number. Same Did your small phone town. block the number, the iPhone 6? Uh, probably not. I don't even know that I've tried to do it. It's just almost comical now because I like to look down. Oh, that's the number that called me yesterday. That's Orwat calling you. Yes. I answer the phone and it's, <laughs> I mean, I, I one time mistakenly answered because I thought, oh, this is a small town in Tennessee that's not the one that normally calls me. Let, let me answer this one. And sure enough, it was some you know, realtor saying that they're going to buy my house for twice of what it's worth or something like that. And you said, okay. And then they said, we're just, we're just well, kidding. I always get the calls or the emails and I just immediately come back with, uh, here's how much it would cost. And so, I give them a huge number and I never get a response back. Uh, fun, fun thing I do on that. So my dad and I have the same name and he owns property. And so they actually call me thinking it's mine. And I just throw out astronomical numbers, just seeing if they'll ever buy it. What if they took the offer? And you had to explain to your dad. I guess my that, dad's getting $4 million. Yeah, right? I, sold, I sold your house. Uh, pack up mom. You guys are moving. Uh, I know the family house. You, you hope to have grandkids here one day. But now you're going to move because I just sold it for four mil. Congrats. He, move he, out. He would take that. <laughs> oh, look. The number's calling right now. Scam likely. <laughs> Let me see if I can. Uh, all it gives me is the option to remind me. Once I miss it, I could probably block yeah, it. Yeah, you should block that number. Chad just has that saved as my number. I'm just calling him right now. Yeah, yeah. a scam. I've got Davey saved a scam likely in my phone because <laughs> every time he calls, it's likely a scam. Uh, not a scam. Free bar tabs. And it's taking place in Milwaukee. Jack's American Pub. Uh, you've got Green Bay fans who are bitter about Aaron Rodgers bolting with the Jets, and he's, he's new and revitalized and energized, and he looks – Five years younger than he did last year, and he's expected to go win a Super Bowl. Uh, there's an offer about a free bar tab, pledging to cover customers' bar tabs when Rodgers and the Jets lose this season. So you show up, you order, you're rooting against Rodgers, and if they lose, you get your, your drinks covered. And the stipulation is you, you have to open the tab 15 minutes before kickoff. Uh, the promotion does not include food, uh, but... Chad, the offer applies if Rodgers is starting and if the Jets don't coincide with the Packers game because they're not going to have the Jets on the screen if the Packers are playing. But the Jets are going to be playing a lot of primetime matchups. I love this. And, I mean, based on the AFC, they may have a couple bar tabs for free. Don't they open on on Monday Night Football against the Bills? They do. They do, yeah. Um, That is going to be a big night for that bar. Because that is a likely loss, I would say, right? Good chance that they lose, only especially four, early on. Only four games where they overlap. Uh, that would be one that I would – we should make a road trip, take a road trip out and then do it. Jack's American Pub, what a strong name for a bar in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We should do the show there that Monday and uh, stick around and have all of our drinks paid for afterwards. <laughs> I wonder if there's, there's got to also be a stipulation on, like, you get well drinks. Like, I don't know if you can get, like, uh, high-end, top-shelf stuff. It just, it just. I mean, they're they're expecting the Jets to win. I mean, that's well. They want you to go and spend whatever you want, so they don't want you to yeah. go cheap. So, I mean, I was looking at the schedule. So we, we just mentioned Buffalo. You think they're gonna they're gonna beat Buffalo week it's one? A toss up. Yeah. Well, then week four they play the Chiefs on Sunday night. That game is at MetLife. Well, that'll be another popular one. The primetime games they're in that don't coincide with Packers games will be big big nights for them. What else is on their schedule? Well, they got the Eagles. Eagles, Chargers. Yeah, they got Chargers on Monday Night Football. Of course, they've got their division games twice. Miami's on the schedule, of course. 
with uh, Houston. I wouldn't pick the Texans game. Raiders is a Sunday night game. Unless you just really like Jack's Americans. But, but the American Texans pop. game may be overlapping with the Green Bay game that week. Yeah. Right? That might be one of the four that no one cares to watch on primetime. That's a break for everyone yeah. if that's the case. That's right. Coming up, back to the NFL. Joe Burrow is back on the field. We'll discuss that. And what's surprising about that happened or didn't happen off the field. Details there, plus what New England is doing at quarterback and why it is clear they're sending a message about Mac Jones. All of that straight ahead, plus Clay Travis coming up in 25 minutes. Hot Mike with Hunter Withrow across the Outkick Network. 